never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. But how, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, you've never seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. The Video Nasties podcast. My name is Christopher Brown. Excommunication is some serious shit if you're a Catholic, and it's not done very often, it's fair to say. What it actually means, and I think it, people think it means that you kind of get banished from the church, you don't. What it actually means is you can't receive communion. And um, if uh, until you kind of change your ways so if I was somebody in the community that was I don't know doing something the church didn't want me to do I could be prevented from receiving communion until I stopped doing that thing that's basically it in a nutshell so what does not receiving communion mean well it means you can't really be forgiven for your sins and you can't receive the body of Christ so if you believe in this stuff it means that you are far less likely to be able to ascend to the heavens on the day of judgment or whatever variation on Catholicism that you currently hold in your heart. I remember as a younger man when I was raised a Catholic that um, I would do things that the church would disapprove of and I've attended uh, theatre shows where people have protested outside and said they would pray for my sins and give me convenient booklets. Now, I also have to say that uh, I didn't really give two fucks what they thought of me or my soul or my forgiveness. However, it does kind of still twinge. And I wonder the impact it had on Alfred Soul, the director and writer of this film, Communion, better known as Alice Sweet Alice, on him. So he was excommunicated, it's almost like a a slap back at him from the community of the Catholic Church of um, the Roman Catholic Diocese of Patterson in New Jersey because of a film he made called Deep Sleep in 1972. The film had been seized and obscenity charges brought partly because some of the filming had been done around a, a bishop's church and it was visible, which perhaps unsurprisingly, caused caused some consternation. At the time, it was hooked up in the uh, early 70s, issues with uh, pornography uh, catching the attentions of the authorities because of the the kickback after uh, Deep Throat. Indeed, the film was was called Deep Sleep because of that. So that happened in 1972, and Sol was working as an architect at the time. In 74, he's collaborating with co-writer Rosemary Rilvo on a, on a script. Rilvo is an English prefecture local university. We uh, lived near Seoul and they talked about films. She was a Catholic, knew about the religion, interested in the church, but also had a, a great love of horror as well. So during the weekends and evenings, they met up and um, started writing a horror film that was influenced 
on the impacts of the Catholic Church. And that forms the part of this film, what we will call in the title Communion, but however, I'm almost sure you will know as Alice Sweet Alice. Brooke Shields, in holy terror. Alice was too old to play with dolls and too young to make love. Brooke Shields, as you've never seen her before. She was too beautiful to play with boys and too young to play with men. So Alice began to play with death. She's made repeated requests that the kids see a psychiatrist. She has a knack of making things look like accidents. dolls, no more toys. Alice only plays with bodies. It's too late to save her. Unnatural love and unnatural death. Brooke Shields in Holy Terror. It's too late for prayers. So the story is about an, an Alice who's a bit of a rebellious, problematic uh, pre-teen, 12 years old, lives with a divorcee, mum Catherine, and their younger sister, Karen, who's 10. Karen is the, the eye of her mum, the apple of her mum's eye, shall we say. Um, and Alice feels a bit pushed out. They fight. Alice is prone to a bit of bullying. Anyway, Karen strangled one night, uh, one day on the day of her first Holy Communion church by a, a person, a woman seemingly wearing a yellow coat and a mask. Alice takes her place in the in the queue in the line to, to receive Holy Communion from Karen seeing, after she saw the, uh, the veil which she'd already fought over on the floor. Alice is suspected of the murder and then sent to a... Um, mental health institution after the uh, after another uh, attack on a, on a, on her auntie but um it, it becomes increasingly clear that it probably isn't alice and indeed the murders continue and uh, alice's dad dominic tries to understand what's happening and prove the innocence of his daughter Anti-Catholic films and horror films aren't as rare as you would think. Uh, you know, off the top of my head, Don't Torture a Duckling follows a similar uh, vibe to it, as Jalo, anyway, and also uh, one that involves uh, anti-Catholic, particularly anti-priest sentiments. The viewpoint for Alice Sweet Alice is of a corrupt, hypocritical system, one in which... Um, Certain groups feel they are able to mete out punishments to others and uh, without um, 
any real understanding of the impact it has on society. Violence begets violence. Um, people judge without really understanding the situation. And uh, this becomes situations of cycles of violence as well. All of which is laid with Catholic iconography. So things like crucifixes, rosaries, uh, Virgin Marys, all that kind of stuff's littered around. The church feels is unable to help you. And it's fair to say, but it is very good at taking your money and making you feel bad. The entire family, this this family uh, of the the Spadges, is Karen and and, and um, Alice, Catherine, and uh, Dominic. Oh, I'll put down upon one because they're effectively a broken home, and two because um, the hypocrisies which, which you inherit within the church. And it's a church that is, you know, is unable to actually resolve the evils and the issues within its society. Our killer is doing it to punish others, and in the face of God and uh, the priest, as um, a force to try and stop them, effectively brushes them to one side. The film has a numerous influences. Uh, some of which are overt, such as the Ray Mac that's in Don't Look Now being worn by the uh, the killer in Alice, Sweet Alice. The is it or isn't it the child story, uh, which sits within certainly the first half of the film. Um, you know, can sit within a variety of different horror films. You know that it, it, it's very much a, a shallow theme. And when we look at how a lot of the violence is shot and some of the gore, a knife going into the foot, people having their faces smashed with bricks, it feels quite jalloy rather than a slasher movie. Now, bearing in mind this came out in 1976 uh, in America, then it's not that surprising, therefore, that uh, it has more jalo elements rather than slasher elements, which we may have seen if it came out three years later in 79 or 80. The film does, however, sit within the, sh- in the slasher boom era, and we'll, ex- we'll talk about why in a minute. Now, Sol actually says that he hadn't seen D- Dario Argento's work before he made the film, and his influence actually sat far more within Hitchcock. Now, that's probably understandable, and indeed, you know, the the, the, sla- the classic nice slash shot that he uses you could it is, is as much from the shower scene in Psycho than it is within Profundo Russo or, or Tenebrae. And this, you know, all you can get all this stuff and super truck it all together and kind of say, you know, how important is the shower scene in Psycho from 1960 in terms of how all this horror kicks in, you know, was it really a ground zero moment? And I think it's interesting, therefore, that he hadn't seen any jello, particularly when you consider these religious elements, you could easily throw towards something like, you know, um, four, four, four flies on a um, grey velvet, and indeed, full she's um, Don't Torture Duckling, as we've mentioned before, with these strong religious themes that merge between murder and violence and also retribution and punishment. And uh, is you know other unsympathetic portrayal of religion, and also you know this touch of dark humour. 
the girls in the film are definitely victims, not just Karen, who is brutally murdered on the day of her communion, but also Alice. There are touches of stories about um, paedophilia, child abuse, and also violence towards children as well. The film was um, released a few times, and when we say we include in the the slasher boob, mainly because it kept on getting re-released. The reason for that is one of the casts and decisions. Karen's played by Brooke Shields. So when she becomes famous in Pretty Baby, the film gets a re-release as Holy Terror. So the film was uh, premiered as Communion in the Chicago International Film Festival in 1976. And um, was, you know, going to be the business big deal. Got a theatrical release in the UK under that title of 77. Got purchased by Allied Artists and they changed the title to Alice Sweet Alice um, to stop people thinking it's a film about Christianity or a Christian film at least, you know. And obviously it's uh, certainly not that. And then when Pretty Baby came out, it was re-released a third time in 81 under the title Holy Terror, very much therefore kind of in slasher boom territory. So the film was primarily shot in Patterson, New Jersey in the summer of 75. I think it's telling that it's very much Souls where he is. This is a very lived-in film. Much of the crew were based out of New York City and the money, which was um, partly financed by Soul himself, was through his life savings and mortgaging his house. Found family and friends I pitched in to to make the film a reality the film's shot predominantly on 16mm and what it means is he's able to kind of get really close to the characters the film has very is, is quite wide but also uh, has has a, a, a close in in terms of people's faces and the, the angle of elevation is always slightly off and skewered to uh, at certain points to give it almost a child's like child's view but also um, to provide a, a slightly skewered view of the world the entire film feels off kilter because of this and it was a tough shoot mainly due to money so the film was shot st- stop and start because the money would just disappear and they wouldn't have enough cash as well as this um, tightness closest claustrophobia with the actual physical shots. There's also some very impressive but quite, you know, grim-looking special effects and and violence. Um, That's done through uh, a friend of Soul, a guy we know as uh, William Lustig, who uh, went on to create Maniac, who also works as an assistant cameraman on the film. Because they're in New York, they're able to get these incredible people in. So Dick Vilsick, who worked on Dog Day Afternoon, and Carrie was brought in as a chief sound engineer. And of course, you know, the film benefits from, uh, certainly in terms of its visibility, by, uh, by Brooke Shields. Apparently, um, Brooke's mother was very keen on her to get the work and, and to be in the movie. Despite its, uh, you know, rather grim um, 
such a matter. Paula Shepherd was a college student, was actually 19 years old, and she plays Alice, and that's a, a, an impressive, I think, uh, you know, piece of acting there. You wouldn't have thought she was she was uh, 19, but obviously she needs to be um, needs to be somebody with a bit more maturity in them to be able to handle the uh, rather toughness of the film, you know. And indeed, unsurprisingly. Um, a lot of the people who were in it were people who effectively were doing so a favour that uh, would do a couple of days shooting here and there. So the interesting thing about the film from this point of view is that it's surprising, therefore, that it isn't more better, well, more better, better well-received. It had three releases. It did okay in terms of box office generally, I think, but it, wasn't, it, it certainly not lasted in the memory as much as, as some other films have. You know, but at the time, Roger Ebert turns around and says the film's brilliant. Um, you know, Soul's got a real touch for uh, making something that looks quite chilling. US magazine called it superior. From there, um, Soul went on to make uh, the comedy horror Pandemonium, which was not well received. And um, the he then went on to... Oh, he also did in 1980... Uh, Tanya's Island, a um, a strange woman versus well model versus ape, trot on a tropical island film, which was part porn comedy horror, fucking I don't know, but um, works as now mainly uh, still as a production designer uh, for films, thing TV shows like Castle and MacGyver. There's a uh, the director Dante Tomalesi has spoken in the past about um, making remaking um, the film. He's actually a cousin of Alfred Soul, um, but um, it's come to nothing so far. So there you go. So the film was released uh, in the cinemas, as we said, in 77, then released uh, uncut and pre served on 1982 uh, under the name Communion on the VLC label. It was seized on, uh, as part of Video Nasties, but uh, never prosecuted. Uh, and since then, it has had a various couple of releases. It... Um, 1998 VHS releases it again and it's released in 2003 with uh, a couple of seconds cut out of it um, supposedly from a shot of Paula Shepard swinging a cap on the neck and a close-up of it struggling um, that's been uh, moved on to being uncut now uh, available from 88 films on Blu-ray and DVD um, and it's available now you can get it now and also uh, yeah it's available, I think, in the US as well. So, if you want it, you can get it. So, all in all, the film is uh, is an interesting, uh, unusual kind of piece of cinema. It's it's different to what you'd expect. Um, certainly better than possibly, um, you know, a, a film you might see. I think it's in the uh, 88 film slasher collection. So, you know, that, that's uh, that as a collection of films varies wildly in terms of the quality of them, you know. But in this occasion, I think uh, certainly there's a lot more thought gone behind it. It's quite angry. 
Um, again, I think possibly because of this excommunication palaver. Um, but also it's um, quite aggressively um, shocking. Not in terms of, you know, here's loads of blood and gore, although it's quite violent. But more because of the way these children are treated. I think the mixture of views probably come from the fact that it's quite a downer of a film in truth and that kind of sits there definitely as well. But in the moment of the film, and bearing in mind that Alfred Sol wasn't able to kind of, you know, replicate as a writer-filmmaker this kind of stuff, a starkness. There's an anger against the church, one that I think, you know, we see from time and again. But um, this is a long way away from the, um, you know, the Boston... Uh, scandal that broke in, in the early noughties, you know, but one that in a way is very aware of how these kind of communities can be corrupted by bad influences and by, uh, by hypocrisy and evil, and also how that hypocrisy and evil can then be fed on through generations and things just get worse and worse and worse. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. If you want to get a hold of me, please do. My email address is vigionesticspodcast at gmail.com. You can get me on Twitter at, at orange underscore monkey, much like the Video Nasty Project, which is on Twitter at Video Nasty S. Um, can't wait for next week's episode, the one I just did. As I really liked Alice Sweet Alice, it's got a clever script, slightly paced, and very nicely shot with almost Hitchcock does Argento vibe about it. A criminally underrated horror flick. Cheers for that. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, it is it is one of those films that seem to have slipped through the cracks a little bit, possibly because it's a little bit downbeat. Um, but uh, nonetheless, um, you know, uh, certainly, uh, you know, when, we, when we're going through some of these films, this is considerably better than some of the other films on the list, I think it's fair to say. It comes from the heart. Um, you go to the website, videonastypodcast.com, and leave a, any messages or any comments on any of the articles that are on there as well next week uh, we spoke about Argento this week and we're going to do it uh, again next week with one of his classics actually uh, Profundo Russo or probably better known in English as Deep Red so until then take care and I'll speak to you soon goodbye seen a video nasty i wouldn't i have far too much how, how can you judge on video nasty? Oh, you've never seen one i actually don't need to see visually what i know is in that film
What's the matter, Fatty? Stuck in a chair?